Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're ranked, playing great basketball, uh, very well coached by Porter Moser. Uh, they'll run some back cuts like you saw tonight. They attack and pound the offensive glass. They're a high-paced offensive team. Uh, defensively, it's a team that creates a lot of steals. Um, they have a couple 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, guys that are very, very active in transition at the 3-4 spot. Um, so it's a big challenge. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, looking by your Westie world with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you say that on my taste plus? I get way too busy once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Sit down. 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 Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So we're going to talk about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Gangster Museum of America and Hattery live fan feedback, as well as after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, uh, we're going to have it just like every Wednesday, but at least a little bit of a different time. PB, Pat Bradley, will be joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. Always good to catch up with him and talk a little basketball with him. And also uh, Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast joining us in the 2 o'clock hour. So we'll talk to him about uh, not only some of the playoff and some of the things going on in college football, but transfer portal craziness and look at actually some of the bowl games and see if uh, bowl games actually does it for for anybody these days as well. So we'll have uh, plenty to dive into, plenty to discuss. Of course, we'll have what's training the world of sports and have uh, some NFL updates for you as well. But uh, that was actually a conversation I was having with some friends of mine, Joe. It was like bowl games. I know uh, with Arkansas not being in a bowl game, at least that removes that element of it. But you know, do people still watch bowl games? You know, is it, does it, it maybe not mean as much as it once did, but is there still intrigue on January 1st and, you know, January 2nd, whatever it is, besides the playoff, are you still going to watch the, the Peach Bowl and the Sugar Bowl or whatever bowl, Cotton, like, all Cotton Bowl, whatever bowl it is? You're still going to watch it. It's something to watch. It's football. So, yeah. Uh, and it piques the interest a little bit more when you do some kind of challenge like we do. We uh, pick the bowl games. We have a trophy awarded to the winner. So, that makes it a little more intriguing and makes you pay attention, at least to the results, because yeah. you want to see if, if you pick the game right or not. And then with bowl season, it, there's always a lot to sift through because a lot of these games, you don't know who's playing in them, and you see a lot of opt-outs. We've seen a lot of players in the transfer portal, so you know that they're not going to be playing, and it, it becomes harder to pick these games altogether. Well, and that was kind of the whole element that makes it pretty difficult, or at least a uh, uh, maybe tough to to pick not only with them, but even if you go on Bet Saracen and you're betting on these bowl games, you know sometimes uh, those lines are going to change pretty significantly if it comes out at one, but then some key player is going to be sitting out or moving on and going trying to, to try their hand at the NFL draft. Like there's just a lot of variables and factors that could go into you know picking them. It's almost like a pre like preseason games. You know, it's like how do you pick them? Same thing with these postseason games, too. Yeah, and, and for Bet Saracen, it probably makes it a little bit harder for them to put uh, a true line on the game, but they do such a great job that 
you know, they're the place to be, and, and you go to Bet Saris and they're the go-to. But, um, you know, for sports wagering, it makes it a little bit tougher for them to even, you know, get everything set. But it also makes it, I think, a lot more fun because then if you see a team that may be a heavy underdog and, you know, may, maybe there's uh, certain motivations, maybe it's certain coaching situations, whatever it is, uh, you can bet the house on it with Bet Saracen, and then you end up winning some money and some big money with the bet great odds that you have. So uh, it could go a lot of different directions. But, uh, you know, bowl season, I'm still going to watch it just because, again, like you said, it's football. And, you know, there's reasons to get excited about it and maybe some potential matchups uh, that could be pretty exciting. But I also feel like some of the craziest games that, you know, regular season always has them, but, like, bowl games that you may not think are going to be good or maybe crazy or maybe entertaining – end up being so, and just to use it as an example because we saw it last year, Arkansas and Kansas was an insane football game last year. Now, did it amount to anything because one team went 7-6 and six and the other one 6-7? and seven. Well, they won a trophy. All, all yeah. bowl winners, they win trophies at the end. So, you know, even though we're looking at it on the outside saying that, you know, a lot of these bowl games don't matter because it's not playing for a championship, the players, they look at it differently, especially some of the players who are going to get their moment and get their chance to play now that normally didn't get a chance to play during the season, but because some of these opt-outs and players moving on, now they get they get their opportunity. We saw it from Ty Washington yep. last year in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, he's a great example. And I think that maybe sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of people who may have a strong opinion about players sitting out of bowl games, not sitting out of bowl games, whatever it is. It's like, I, I, you know, I look at it as if a player feels like it's what's best for them, and if it's a bowl game that you know, it may not make or break, it's not a playoff game or anything like that, then I completely and totally understand it and everything. You could sit there and get mad about it or frustrated about it if you're a fan of that team. But I also look at it as like, okay, like you said, there's opportunities then for people that you didn't get to see that you'll be able to see on the team next season more than likely unless they enter in the portal. But uh, you get to see them a little bit in action and maybe reason to uh, be excited about uh, the potential of uh, what those guys will be capable of doing and uh, once they get the more opportunities the next season and also for them to get see real game action. You know, that, that'll be big for them, too. So it's a glass half full, glass half empty, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, but, it, you know, bowl season, it, it's still uh, it, it's still exciting for a lot of people, you know, um, especially some of these early bowl games because we're going to have Army-Navy this weekend, and then there's going to be a little bit of a gap before we see the first bowl games. Yeah, I've, and which, by the way, Army-Navy, I know we will talk about it probably more and do a picking on it, of course, on Friday, but... There is nothing like more fun than watching that game uh, each and every year. And I'm glad that with college football, with the traditions that have gone on forever, and some traditions seem to be going away or some, you know, the changing of everything, that's one of those games It's like it just, I don't know, there's a purity to it. You know, it's, you know it's going to happen. It's by itself on that one game. It, it's, it's the military and the armed services going up against each other. Uh, you know, they're not big-time teams that are going to compete for national championships with NIL going crazy and all that stuff. Like, it just seems like every time you watch the Army-Navy game, there's just a certain element of purity to it where just people that have bitter rivals that hate each other but uh, still a, a, an entertaining game that deserves its own spotlight on that one college football game for that final week. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, sometimes you get an element to it where it may be snowing during those games. So. That makes it even more fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we can't wait for that one, which, by the way, Bet Saracen has Army favored in that one by three points. So uh, it's always going to be close because both teams are five and six. Uh, both teams are battling for bowl eligibility. So think about uh, that as far as another incentive for them to go out there and compete at a high level. But, yeah, that happens then. And then the next Saturday, December 16th, is when we finally uh, get to some bowl games because the first bowl game will actually be the Myrtle Beach Bowl game over there in South Carolina. And then also the New Orleans Bowl will be happening in the early morning. So, yeah, it's still going to have college football Saturdays for the next few weekends. And uh, so that's going to be pretty exciting to not only uh, watch, but to see some crazy games and get to see some players and and everything. And who knows, maybe there'll be uh, some things like we're talking about with the zone, like how crazy would it be if it's just not going to be crazy because I don't think it's that crazy of an idea. But think about if like what if Florida State beat Georgia, you know, handily, handedly. Yeah, something like that, like really just looked the better team. And then Alabama loses to Michigan, and they get beat maybe pretty handedly, too. Then that just rears up the whole thing all over again. Just reopens that wound once again. But, I mean, there's nothing to be done. It'd just be with Florida State, like Danny Cannell, he referenced. You know, Florida State, they go handle their business, and uh, maybe they do claim a national championship. Like, we've seen teams in the past do that had an undefeated season, didn't get a chance to play for that 
championship, they claimed it. That's right. Hey, and at the worst case, if you claim it, you get a bunch of money and some apparel and t-shirts that you sell. Because you can just say, hey, we're the national champions. You don't think Florida State fans are going to buy that and they're act of protest and sticking it to the man of saying how dare you not put us in the playoffs well we got a shirt that says it and we're going to wear it by god and we're going to rock it and we're going to claim it so yeah at worst case scenario you just get some extra money out of it uh sure rather have a national championship but still uh you'll you'll get something out of it maybe create your own little trophy i don't know have some fun with it but uh it's all been set and we know uh what college football is going to look like as far as uh, a lot of these bowl games too that the players with the transfer for because that's almost i mean each and every day it's wild just to see the amount of people that uh, are entering into the portal, which is why people like at 24-7 Sports and other places, they have designated social media accounts for just the transfer portal because of how wild it is. And without question, the biggest name, at least for Razorback fans yesterday, and I wouldn't say it was a surprise, Rocket Sanders, uh, officially entered into the transfer portal uh, yesterday with one year of eligibility remaining, put out one of his graphics, one of his long notes of uh, thanking everybody but felt like it was best for him to be moving on so uh without a doubt uh, there's been some big names but that one may be the biggest name and we interested to see uh, where rocket ends up and uh the type of opportunities that he'll have in front of him too espn report transfer portal is on fire nearly three thousand players in the transfer portal That's and we've absurd. heard in years past where there were you know about half that 1500 and we thought that that number was big and now you're talking about Almost double that. Yeah. I'd like to know it because I'm sure there's a number on it, but as far as the total amount of college football athletes, like what's the percentage of those guys in the portal? Because 3,000 is a ton, it feels like. You know, I don't know what the number would be exactly, but surely there's a way of tracking the percentage of players that uh, end up entering into the portal or playing for a different team the next year or whatever it is just to get an idea of just how, how big of a number it truly is because, like you said, fifteen hundred. Yeah, or when I hit a thousand, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is absurd. <laughs> this is wild." And now it's at thirty three thousand. And what it just opened Monday, right? So it's been two yeah, days. Since November twenty sixth. Two days. Nearly three thousand. That is insane. I mean, that is absolutely crazy. But it's the current climate of college football and college sports in general. And you know, we're just going to have to live with it and, and deal with it. But uh, we'll have to see, uh, you know, what it all plays out. Because I feel like even today during the show, there's probably going to be some more names that end up happening that we'll just keep on. Moving through and hearing a lot more about it, too. Uh, on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, though, we're talking about the uh, Army-Navy game. Uh, Just Chuck says the uniform reveals is one of the coolest parts about the Army-Navy It game. really is. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome to see and uh, you know, because of the uniqueness that they go along with and some of the colors that they uh, throw in there and they use with it. That's definitely uh, something that gets everybody pretty hyped and having a lot of fun with it. Uh, based on those numbers, though, college football, if you say they're – 13,000 players, yeah, and then nearly 3,000. We'll just use 3,000 to round it off. Right. It's about 22% of players are in the portal. Nearly a quarter of the college football players out there, a quarter of them, are into the transfer portal after just a mere 48, 72 hours of it being open. I mean, wow. I, it's hard to keep up with, but it, it can be. It has its benefits, though. That's the thing. Is people can hate on it all day long. But, you know, it is there is some benefits that go along with it, too. Because, you know, your team that you root for, they can benefit from it and uh, getting better for the next season. So it's a wild time, no doubt about it. But it is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. And we want to hear from you. What did you make of Rocket Sanders entering into the portal? Change for portal in general, bowl season. You're going to end up watching any of that? Let us know by calling or texting in at 501-661-1037. Got the Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Live Fan Feedback. Also after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors. We'll take a break and come back with more Out of Bounds. So stay with us. One zero three seven. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback football coverage each week and is brought to you by Expressway Airport Parking, Parker Cadillac, Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, Network Services Group, Edwards Food Giant, and AR Care. One zero three seven. The Buzz. The Hogs play here. This 
Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, there were a pair of ranked matchups. 20th ranked Illinois beat 11th ranked Florida Atlantic 98 to 89 behind Terrence Shannon Jr. and Marcus Damask, both putting up 33 points. Then 5th ranked UConn beat North Carolina 87 to 76 behind senior guard Cam Spencer's 23 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists. Elsewhere, 7th ranked Gonzaga beat Arkansas Pine Bluff 111-71. Tonight in college basketball, there will be one ranked matchup. 8th ranked Marquette will host 12th ranked Texas at 7 on FS1. In the SEC, 24th ranked Clemson will host South Carolina at 7 on the ACC Network. Vanderbilt will host San Francisco at 7 on ESPN+. And 21st ranked Texas A&M will host DePaul at 8 on the SEC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments with an average payment of 150 bucks a month cash pay, including labs and medication. If you don't live near Low T Center or just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy, baby. Shipping treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men. Healthcare. Back-to-back Elite Eights in last year, the Sweet 16. How far will the team make it this season? Get the scoop on Mondays on Out of Bounds when senior point guard L. Ellis gives us his take on the basketball season. L. Ellis is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance for your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. Serious injuries happen every day. If it happens to you, don't wait. Dial 8. Dial 8 for Rainwater Holton Section. 888-8888. We can meet you online, at your house, or wherever is easiest for you. Dial 8. 888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Section. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Section. 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get up to 40% off vanities. And there's more. Get up to 50% off select tools and accessories from trusted top brands like DeWalt and Craftsman. Visit us in-store or online for more deals you can't beat. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. About 11.30 through 12.6. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with Syntec Full Synthetic High Mileage Motor Oil exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec High Mileage and a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. Ask for Syntec High Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You've heard it here on The Buzz several times. Gary Hill MSS Oil. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since Who Shot JR. Well, we figured out who shot JR, and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change, full detail, and wash. All the Ewings were there. JR, Sue Ellen, Bobby, Pam, Miss Ellie. Get your oil changed the next time you're at Splash, and let them know JR, I mean Gary Hill, sent you. Call Gary Hill MSS Oil at 501-200-7089. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Well, I ain't So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Ellis out front had it knocked away, got it back, drives the paint to the rim, it's good and one! How about that, L. Ellis? Quick as a hiccup. On 1037 The Buzz.
out of bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in. Want to get on the conversation? 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. We're talking about bowl games and the uh, transfer portal and the craziness that it goes along with it, too. And uh, from our Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, it's amazing to see uh, some different reactions uh, for some people saying that uh, they like the portal, but then also uh, just Chuck saying uh, he is, uh, he says he hates to say this, but programs having to manage their NIL like a pro football team. Rocket was pulling a lot of NIL money, but wasn't playing because of injuries. He may have just been asked to transfer into the portal. So I don't know if we'll ever know. Uh, yeah, we'll never know, but that happens where they, you know, players meet with the team and uh, they come to some kind of mutual agreement that is best on both sides. Yeah, because we see it happen in, in, in sports all the time. And, you know, it's not always just a, oh, look at this guy badly because he's transferring out or look at your coach and team badly because a player's transferring out. A lot of times it's just uh, best for both parties to move on. As uh, J.K. in Fairfield Bay also says, with the Rocket transfer out, running backs in the NFL are fighting for better contract. Would Rocket be smart to maybe try at a tight end or a split end position? <laughs> J.K., he, he loves to see players uh, change positions, but... Uh, no, I mean, that's what he knows best. Now, he did play receiver in high school, so he's versatile enough where he could do something different. But playing running back, they're going to look at him as a running back first and for- foremost. But if, you know, he talked to some of the teams that were interested, let's say he entered the draft and he got an invite to the combine and he's doing his player interviews with the teams. And that's something that he wants teams to know about him is that he has been a versatile player and he's capable of doing that then they, they may start to look at him and view him differently. But if, uh, if he never brings it out, then it probably isn't something that would come up. No, because these uh, players who want to go to the next level, go to the NFL, uh, they're going to be listening to whatever scouts and people who are in the know are going to tell them. And if it's one of those things to where if, if a Rocket, for instance, if they say, hey, Rocket, you might be better served as a wide receiver, then odds are he's going to move to wide receiver. At least a lot of players do. Maybe he wants to keep trying to – uh, to running back, but uh, yeah, be one of maybe those players that's versatile and then doing a bunch of different things. But the deal is, is like uh, at that position too, it's just not what it used to be. It's not as valid as what it used to be. We've talked a ton about it and uh, seeing just how they view running backs in general. So who knows? Maybe they'll be, I don't know, directly from college to the NFL, but you know, there may be some players that will be more apt to say, hey, uh, I may be a running back, but I want to be more used as a wide receiver or as an H-back or something like that just to have the versatility. might be good for him to have the versatility for different positions, too. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. we got uh, Roe on the line. What's up, Roe? Hey, what's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing great, man. So much. Hey, I'm just calling in, you know, to give a little bit on this transfer portal, you know, to talk to everybody. First of all, we got people transferring out from a 4-18. and 18. You know, take that how you want to, <laughs> but it should have put you at ease. Uh, second, <laughs> second with Rocket. Rocket, I want to preface this by saying this: Rocket is a very good running back. But for what we know that Bobby L wants to do, Rocket really ain't that type of running back that, that fits fits well into what Petrino running backs normally look like. Uh, and you got to factor this in also: uh, that kid from Ben gonna play next year. That kid from St. Louis, he's gonna play next year. Gustav gonna play next year. So your, your care is getting cut. Then let's add on another layer. That man want to be close to his son, man. Like, when he came to Arkansas, his son was one, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Mm-hmm. His son is four now. And if anybody has children, that's a lot of life that you're missing from one to four. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so from the parent aspect, I, I, I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? So he probably, he probably going back home, going back close to home. And for us, the sky's not falling. We We'll be fine. Well, Ro, it's funny when you brought up uh, to your first point about the Petrino thing. I almost keep asking myself, does it make me like naive or dumb to think that uh, it's like I don't care what happens with the roster or I don't care who moves out or who comes in just because like I trust Bobby Petrino so so much. I'm like, yeah, whatever he wants, whatever he feels like is best, just go with it. Again, maybe that's, that's uh, yeah, maybe it's going to make me naive, but that's kind of where I'm at now too. Where I mean, yeah, I'd like to see the best players stay at Arkansas or be at Arkansas, but. I think that whatever Petrino ends up having, I think it's going to be still pretty competitive and pretty good. 
I'll say this, man, and Petrino's one of the coaches. He, he Give him the guys that he's going to give him, and he's going to get the best out of them. And this is no knocking, no way to this guy. He, he's doing a great job as the head coach in the state of Arkansas if he's still up there. But I remember Houston Nutt, Casey Dick, and then seeing Bobby Petrino, Casey Dick. You see what I'm saying? Like, And that's not really the, you know what I'm saying, I'm not taking a number two on Casey Dick, but I'm just saying he knows how to get certain things out of guys. You know, especially at that quarterback position, and the dude just understands football. So any move on offense at this point, I'm not worried about it. Just bring in some some linemen from the portal, like some tackles or whatever. But I'm not worried about any offensive move because I I know we finally have an adult in the room on offense. Yeah, because I think even uh, Casey Dick, at least for my conversations I've seen, he's I don't think it's anything that he's uh, you know taking offense to. He just he's even mentioned personally that. When Petrino came in, it he took his game to a different level. Like he's he's appreciative of it and uh, uh-huh. what he was able to accomplish, and just you know seeing how it is and the good relationship that he has. So yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot to be said about that. Where you know if you get the right guy into the position of like Petrino, you know maybe that type of thing can be replicated. But you just got to wait and see who is it going to be. Yep, yep. I trust his evaluation on any quarterback that we offer or bring in. So I'm cool. <laughs> Should be good. Yeah. Anyway, hey, y'all take it easy, man. All right. Appreciate it, Ro. Thanks for calling in, as always, man. Uh, also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line uh, from the 501, it says, uh, Rocket was a really good running back two years ago before he started looking and running like Zeke Elliott. He should have uh, taken note of what's happening with Zeke's career and altered his workout program to be more agile and work on his field vision. Running straight lines behind a line that isn't very good usually ends and leads to a short career. It's kind of hard as a, a running back if that's the style. It's, it's hard to change the style. Now, uh, you know, maybe he could try to work on it, but if you're a straight line runner and you always have been, that's something that's just in you. Yeah, it's it's tough to just develop and to change uh, at any given time, especially in just a quick turnaround. Uh, some players are just built that way, and that's that's what makes them good, and that's what made them successful. Like, Rocket being at the point he's at right now, it's not like he's had no success. Like, He's had success, and he's been doing it the way he has been doing it. Uh, also from our uh, Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Life and Feedback, Gridiron Chick says, uh, for a wide open Wednesday, Christmas greetings to the best sports show on the buzz. Very appreciate it. Oh, really appreciate it. Uh, says, did either of you see the recent letter from the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, that actually references paying student-athletes? If so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday, I believe, pretty in-depth. But essentially what it came down to is, at least for me, was that um, I think that it's inevitable that it's going to be at that point where schools are going to compensate student-athletes. But uh, as far as the formatting of putting it in a trust or, or anything like that, I was like, you know, just instead of continuing to just delay the inevitable, just go ahead and just do it to where you make them employees. Like, just, it just seems like it, it, you get closer and closer. It's like you feel like you can just cut out the middleman and get to that point where if that's where you're moving to, just do that and, and find a way to make that work instead of skirting around it because it seems like they're just so against like making them employees and maybe there's some good reasons to why, but I'm like, it, it's getting to that point. Just go ahead and, and make that happen. It's a good guideline that he laid out there, but of course there needs to be discussions and uh, with others, a lot of others, to see what they would like to add to it, what they like to take away from it, and then come on, come to an agreement on it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. is It could, it could change everything. And uh, even Kel on our... Uh, uh, Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Life and Feedback says, Bowl season is meaningless to everybody except the teams in the playoffs and teams that are 6-6. Six and six. Meaningless postseason plus NIL slash portal is the beginning of the end for college football. And, I, and I'm not trying to get after Kel, but I am curious. At what point do we move on from the beginning of the end of college football? Because hasn't it been the beginning of the end of college football for like the past 10 years? <laughs> like everything changes and people are like, this is the beginning of the end. It's like, well, oh, everything's the beginning well, of the was end. He, was he saying that in general, or was he saying like for the season it's the beginning of the end because, you know, that there are only so many games that are left? I, I guess he's talking about plus NIL portal. And the portal is the beginning of the end. So I think he's referencing that. Well, I mean, it's not going anywhere. No. And you can either be against it or you can embrace it. But I don't know. I look well, at anybody it. that's against it at this point shouldn't be involved in it because it is what it is. Yeah. And you're going to be left behind and you're not going to be successful in it. But, yeah, it, it just always cracks me up of, like, the beginning of the end. It's like, man, I have heard that 
for, I feel like for 10 to 15 years about the beginning of the end of the college football ranks. Because I understand, like, there's stuff that has changed that I don't like. And I wish it wasn't the case. And there's things I reference and I think back to all the good old days of, you know, when I really enjoyed college football, just like a lot of you. But at the end of the day, it comes down to this. If you have a certain team that you root for in college sports or in college football specifically, if that team wins a national championship, are you going to care about how much money that those guys made, you know, what their NIL was, where they transferred from? No. You're going to care about, if you're a Razorback fan, you're going to care about the fact that they won a national championship wearing that jersey that said Arkansas on it and wearing that helmet that had the Razorback logo on it. That's the only thing you're going to care about. And that's the only thing you should care about. So the rest of it, I mean, again, I know that there's things about it that's changed that I don't like, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to let it turn off my love for college football. I'm not going to just turn away from it and be like, this is terrible. It's still football. And they're still wearing, they're still playing in Arkansas. They're still playing in the SEC. They're still doing it. So I'm not going to have an issue with that at all. And then uh, also Just Chuck says, I wonder whose decision it was to put 28 pounds on Rocket Sanders in the offseason. Hmm. No? Uh, strength and conditioning. They, they changed how they were doing things there. So a lot of players put on weight on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a strength and conditioning thing. Uh, they're the ones that would always make that decision for them. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's the guy that you want to go towards. And, and Ben Souders is his name, by the way. But, yeah, that's, that's usually who has to talk about it and deal with it. And uh, also from Dakota, finally says, uh, guys, what have you heard about Trevin Brazil? Will he be available Saturday? Nothing yet on Trevin Brazil. Uh, We will hear. I think Musk actually meets with the media in about five minutes. So we'll probably know a little bit more on his situation. But we'll pass that along. But, again, I I think everybody would be pretty shocked if he was available to play on Saturday, just given the circumstance of what uh, you heard from Eric Musselman after the game, uh, dealing with that uh, ankle injury as it is. But... Uh, but yeah, so yeah, keep those text messages and uh, everything coming in, folks. We appreciate everybody uh, listening in today too. Uh, I did want to also uh, bring this up about uh, the transfer portal too, because I forgot to mention that Malik Chavis is another player. You know, Rocket Sanders is definitely the big name, but Malik Chavis is also another player that's entered into the transfer portal for Arkansas. So, and yeah. nobody still knows how to say his name, right? Is it Chavis or Chavis? I just, well, we've heard from the coaches that it's Chavis. So, but. Don't have to worry about it at Arkansas nope. anymore. Somebody else has to worry about it at another school. How funny would it be if it was like Chavis? Like we were all wrong. You know, like just something to where it's like, oh, it's one of these others. And it's like, actually, it's Chavis. You know, something crazy. And then, you know. So, so the former coach, John Chavis, that was on staff, uh, you know, we've probably right. referred to it pretty much as Chavis because of him. But they're, you know, it's spelled the same. And. Depending on what family you came from, some people do pronounce it Chavis and others Chavis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's even like uh, funny that, like for for instance, baseball. Uh, last year, you had uh, Wagner on the team. Well, his name was spelled like Wagner, but his name but is pronounced Wagner. This year on the baseball team, you have a guy with the last name that is Wagner, but it's pronounced Wagner. So, like, so they're spelled the so. same. Yeah, they're spelled the same. Okay. It's it's, it's yeah, Wagner, interesting. It's Wagner or Wagner. And, I'm talking and, about. And then yeah. they're uh, they're gonna people that get confused about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're because uh, you know nobody ever knew one way or the other until it just officially came out. Oh, it's pronounced Wagner, and then it just changed. So yeah, there needs to be some sort of I know they do pr- uh, pronunciation guides or whatever in the media guides, but that, that needs to be addressed more so because I feel like it happens so often where people go with uh, what their names are spelled like, but doesn't end, actually end up being the way it sounds. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have a What's Trending in the World of Sports uh, here in a little bit, too. Uh, but, uh, of course, we'll have to play because there's that Matt Moscona clip uh, that I think is really uh, interesting that we'll have to play later about the college football playoff. Uh, we'll have to get into that. But, uh, yeah, how about uh, how about the deal with uh, uh, the uh, college football landscape and having Colin Klein, the Kansas State offensive coordinator, who is also the quarterback, at Kansas State, uh, back when Arkansas beat them in the Cotton Bowl in Bobby Petrino's last year, he's now become the offensive coordinator, replacing Bobby Petrino at Texas A&M as the quarterback coach as well. Become you know, wow. a full circle moment there. For yeah, you. yeah. I just kept thinking about. It. I was like, man, that's just a lot going on. I know that it doesn't matter, but just the so, connections so he, there. And even more interesting, he's leaving his alma mater to become the offensive coordinator elsewhere. Yeah. Like that's that's always been a strong point for people. It's like if it's my alma mater, I'm there, and you know maybe it's one of those deals to where he, he maybe returns as a head coach one day. You know maybe that's the ultimate goal. But 
Yeah, I can only assume that there's probably a great amount of compensation that's in there for him making that move from Kansas State. Oh, there's State no to doubt. Yeah. He was really and, good, and, though. And then there's a wonder, did he go back to Kansas State and say, this is what's on the table, or did he just say, I'm taking the money and running? Mm-hmm. Could be that, too. Which, I was reading the article, and I was a little surprised. Did you remember him being third in the Heisman Trophy race? Yes. Oh, yeah. I had I completely forgot a about that. A lot of that. people tried to compare him to Matt Jones. And it, it oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't comparable simply because he didn't have the speed that Matt Jones had. He had similar size. But he didn't have the speed at yeah. all. Yeah, like no, I, I've been. We've talked about it, but it's like anyone that brings up a comparison of someone to Matt Jones, odds are they didn't watch Matt Jones, or at least not watch him enough, because there's still there's been a lot of great athletic quarterbacks that have played in college football. A lot of them have been awesome, but when you talk about the top end speed, there was very, very, very few guys that had the top end speed like Matt Jones did. Like Michael Vick's, like the one of the very few that you could say had it to where. If you got out in open space, nobody was catching him from behind. Like, there's not many quarterbacks that have that type of element of speed. And, and then when you add in the size, it's just a whole nother ball game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone tried to argue with me when I talked about Matt Jones being uh, a generational type talent uh, at Arkansas. Because, you know, we think about Darren McFadden, think about Traylon Burks, you know, guys that were just, no matter when they stepped on the field, they were the guy. But they were like, I don't know if Matt Jones is a generational talent. I'm like, Find me another person that just you, you anywhere that had what he had in the size, strength, and speed, and agility, and clutch playmaking. Like you can't find that. Just well, there anywhere. are not many players that are going to. You know, we've been talking, especially with J.K. when he mentions about players switching positions on the next level. You can't find many players that have switched positions going to the next level and become a first round draft pick. Yes. Yeah, that, that's rare. That sh- that alone should just shut it all down as far as any of the arguments that go along with it because not only him being a first round pick, but just the the combine performance that he had where he went out there and you know ran the 42 different times and uh the first time I think he was he ran a 437 and the next time he ran a 443, so the average was a 44. Uh, you know, knowing and he had like a huge vertical leap, like a 40 inch vertical, just all the stuff that went into it. And, you know, that's kind of what can really help players with the combine. It's like that again shows you he's like, OK, we're going to go with this guy and go in the first round, not only because we feel like he's a great athlete, but he's changing complete positions. And he was able to put to put a show on at this combine to show his athleticism. And, and it made a decision really easy for Matt because. He was considering having shoulder surgery, which he just had when he was working for the Buzz at the time. But that was something that hampered him throughout his college career, you know, uh, kind of juggling that, whether he was going to have the surgery or not. And something that, that held him back from it was he wouldn't have been guaranteed to get back into the starting lineup. So he held out on it as long as he could. And then when he was about to go into the NFL, he was weighing, having shoulder surgery and uh, weighing the option of playing quarterback. But once he ran that combine time and he was going to be a receiver and be a first-rounder, that made the decision easy. No shoulder surgery and, you know, no quarterback. Playing receiver and going in the first round, that was easy. I don't know if he maybe ever discussed it when he was here or maybe you've talked to him, but, like, I always just wondered when he went to the combine, was he even surprised by him, like himself? No, not at all. I see. That's kind of not, like I, would, I wouldn't think he would be, but then at the same time, maybe, I don't know, maybe he was surprised by the reaction to it. Like maybe that's what it was where everyone's was like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. And he's like, man, I've been doing this my whole life. Like, <laughs> like why are you all shocked and, about and, this? And then he probably wouldn't have been surprised by the reaction either because, you know, outside of people that watched him all the time, you know, nobody really knew, you know, what he, what he could do. And so... Anytime somebody got their eyes open to what he could do, then, you know, maybe they were surprised, but he wouldn't be surprised by the reaction because they hadn't seen him. Yeah. I think it was like, like that story that Blake Eddins told us on our show the years ago about him and showing up at practice, didn't warm up or anything, and just, you know, posterized a guy. And Nolan Richardson said, all right, tryout's over. We're done. We're moving on. It's like everybody else was going crazy, but I'm sure Matt was like, man, it's, it's another another Tuesday for me. Another Tuesday for me. So, well, we're up against it. We're going to take a break. Come back with What's Trending in the World of Sports, presented by West Rock Coffee. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here and out of bounds. 
November 13, 2023, Signal Media of Arkansas Incorporated, licensee of call signs KABZ 103.7 Little Rock, Arkansas, KBZU 106.7 Benton, Arkansas, and KKPT 94.1 Little Rock, Arkansas filed an application with the Federal Communications Commission in transfer control of its broadcast licenses from one family trust to multiple family trusts. Members of the public wishing to view this application or obtain information about how to file comments and petitions on the application can visit publicfiles.fcc.gov and search in the public files of KBZU. Hey, it's Howie at Robert Owen Jewelers, and I've got great gift ideas for anybody's budget. Like half-carat diamond studs, only $399. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Owen Jewelers, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Give the gift that will last a lifetime this holiday season. You need to call QC Kinetics right now. If you or a loved one have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and you just can't get rid of it, Get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you know what? You can call right now for a free consultation by calling 222-8440. If you've got pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out today. The future of medicine is here and it's here to stay. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. These all-natural treatments repair and restore damaged joint tissues, giving you pain-free and movement again. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds for QC Kinetics. Call now for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That number one more time. 501-222-8440. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Razorback legend Darren McFadden joins Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz each week this football season to give his insights on what's happening in the world of football. DMAC is brought to you by Oaklawn Sports and Rideout Lumber. Hi, I'm Hunter Bell from Bell Chevrolet. This holiday season, I want to take a moment to express our gratitude to our valued customers and friends. This time of year reminds us of the importance of family, community, and of giving. Your trust and support have been the foundation of our success for over 100 years. And for that, we are truly thankful. So from all of us at Bell Chevrolet, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Visit bellchevrolet.com today. Find new roads. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs! On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. Go to GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates. Red Tag event is going on at Guadney Chevrolet, so check that out on trucks and many different vehicles. You can see the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. They also have it broken down in the category, so... In case you know exactly what you're shopping for, you can click on pre-owned and see the entire selection there. Chevy cars, Chevy trucks, Chevy SUVs, they have it in categories for you. If you need a service, they have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. And... 
a lot of things going on in the sports world, so let's go ahead and talk about what's trending. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Some uh, pretty big news, or at least interesting news with the Dallas Cowboys. Their head coach, Mike McCarthy, is going to be having surgery today, five days before the biggest regular season game against the Eagles, by the way, uh, because he got diagnosed with an acute case of appendicitis. And that was according to the team. They said he had abdominal pain uh, this morning, and then he saw the medical staff for the team. He's expected to be released from the hospital later but he does anticipate coaching on Sunday. In fact, Dan Quinn, the defense coordinator, says, you really think that tough Irishman is going to miss this game? We certainly uh, anticipating Mike being back for the game. We'll hold it down for practices. Knowing him, he'll be online tonight wanting to go through red zone and third down and everything else, but we expect him to be rocking by game day. Much different for players and coaches. We've seen this happen with players during the week, and they miss at least one game. For a coach, you don't have to run onto the field and, and have any action there, so... He's going to be back at it. Yeah, somebody made the the joke, and it's not it's just making not making fun, but just being in the light of the situation of when Hugh Freeze was in his hospital bed, you know, in the stands there in the, in the like not in the stands, but up in the suites or whatever, and he was holding his thumbs up because he was like coaching from there because he just had a procedure and everything. Oh, no, he like, had a headset on and everything. Yeah, like I mean, hey, some coaches they they refuse to go down no matter what it is, and. Uh, I'm sure if Mike McCarthy's got to stay into his uh, hospital bed, they're going to wheel him into that stadium and find a way for him to keep coaching. So, uh, but yeah, he'll, doubt he if it be would good. be the same way. But yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if it does have any kind of effect on the game plan, which it shouldn't. So, how about this? This is a pretty crazy thing with uh, Major League Baseball. The Cleveland Guardians will pick first in the 2024 MLB Amateur Draft next summer for the first time after winning the second-ever lottery Tuesday at Baseball Winter Meetings. But what's crazy about it is the Guardians had a 2% chance of earning the number one pick and beat out eight other teams that had better odds, like the Athletics, the Royals, the Rockies, each of which had an 18.3% chance of winning the first pick, but tied for the best percentage of all the teams. But uh, they'll pick first, and then the Reds will pick second. How about that 2% chance, and they get the lottery pick? It's always great when that comes through because it's unexpected for them. Mm-hmm. That's why they have the lottery, too. It's like Make sure that it's like, hey, you may have the best chances, but it's not always a guarantee. So, uh, But, yeah, big news there. And also, I thought this was kind of funny, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, of course, he does his show, or he does his media availability, you should call it, with Pat McAfee. But uh, he uh, he didn't really hold back because it was announced that Zach Wilson is going to be the starter for the Jets once again. And Aaron Rodgers was uh, quick to defend Aaron, uh, Zach Wilson and also kind of get after the organization a little bit, too. That person is that, that thinks it's okay, number one, to talk to anybody like that. I don't understand what you get out of that, number one. But number two, um, what do you – what is your impetus? What is your motivation to try and bury someone like that? Um, and that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because there's no place in a, in a winning culture where, and there's been, this is not the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. Big that, city, that a lot of out. reporters. I get it. A lot of friends. I get it. They're not your friends. No, yeah. They're not your friends. Yeah, what? friends. They're not your friends. Even if they are, like, is that really what you want to be about? You want to be about using someone in the media yes. to leak stuff to uh, in order for what? To get them to put your name out there for a job or if you're a player to get you a write-up something? I think it's chicken um, at its core and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization. So there you have it from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no place for it in a winning organization. Well, he doesn't have the worry about that because they're not a winning organization. Yeah. But that's what they're working towards, and that was his, his whole point. Yeah, it was just funny yeah, hearing him when he's like, winning organization. I was like, well, I don't know if the Jets are a winning organization, at least not right now. They should be or could be if you were the guy, but you're not. So, you know, maybe it makes sense now because it all connects of why they're having so many issues. But, uh, but I get it, you know, defending Zach Wilson and, 
I think he's one of the very few, if not the only one there in the New York Jets uh, aura over there that's actually defending Zach Wilson and going to task with him because Robert Sala's been doing that for all year long until he finally benched him and moved on. But He tackled uh, him and benched him yeah, in I, the same game. Like, yeah, just, they're like, hey, we're, we're going to Yeah, be- Zach Wilson's running to the sideline. He goes out of bounds. And instead of Robert Sala holding him up or trying to hold him up, he grabbed him and kind of hip tossed him and fell with him. Mm. So it was uh, it was a funny moment. Yeah, imagine uh, imagine anybody else doing that with a starting quarterback in the NFL, any of the other coaches, and probably wouldn't be as funny of a story. Uh, but this one, yeah, because well, Robert of the Sala was funny. protecting himself from oh, injury. Yeah. So if it was Aaron Rodgers, it may have been a different story. He may have uh, taken an L for Aaron Rodgers and and risk of injury, but. Zach Wilson, he's like, nah, I'm not going to let this dude run me over. I'm about to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, because that would be even more embarrassing. It's like, again, yeah, you get hit by, uh, you know, a guy like Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson. It's one thing. But, yeah, if, you, if you're the coach and you let Zach Wilson run you over, you can't be allowing that. It completely destroys your reputation. You just can't have it. So, uh, but, yeah, again, it, it's, it makes sense for why he's uh, defending him. But uh, some other news, too, with college basketball last night had a lot of top-tier matchups and UConn in North Carolina. Number five versus number nineteen, part of the Jimmy V Classic. Uh, UConn was able to get the victory, eighty-seven to seventy-six in that one. Uh, also had uh, Baylor take care of Seton Hall, seventy-eight, sixty. Gonzaga played UAPB. Of course, uh, we know UAPB making that uh, trip up to Spokane. Uh, they were unfortunately uh, not victorious because Gonzaga won one eleven to seventy-one. But uh, in the other Jimmy V Classic game, had Illinois beating Florida Atlantic, ninety-eight eighty-nine. Which of course FAU is number 11 in the country, Illinois is number 20 in the country. So uh, had that happen, and then on top of that, too, Arkansas, who plays Oklahoma this week. We talked to Coach Z last night, or yesterday, about the Oklahoma Sooners playing last night. They took care of business 172-51, and now the Sooners are 8-0 and number 19 in the country heading into this one. So it's not going to be an easy game or uh, just one you can walk into. It's going to be one that uh, the Razorbacks are going to have to make sure that they're ready for uh, the best of their ability. They don't need any easy games at this point in the season. You get them ready for conference play. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, any sort of uh, competition that you can have is always going to be helpful. But uh, without uh, Trevin Brazil being available, which, again, we all assume that he's not going to be available, uh, that's going to be the thing to watch for. Then also uh, in the final game, too, of, uh, which was really entertaining, Grand Canyon beat San Diego State. 79-73, and I know that no one really watches a whole lot of Grand Canyon basketball. I'm not going to say I do, but seeing some of the highlights and some of the atmosphere that they have, good grief. Like they, they go wild and crazy for their college basketball games over there with the student section and all the fans involved and the gravitas that comes along with it. A lot of college programs could take a lot of lessons from how Grand Canyon makes an atmosphere, and it definitely helped them with their victory over San Diego State last night. And there you have it. There's What's Trending in the World of Sports, presented by West Rock Coffee. We're going to take a break in the top of the hour update. When we come back, Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast will join us. We'll talk to him about some of these bowl games, but also the transfer portal too, what he makes of all of it, and uh, also the, the whole thing with the NCAA and the proposal made by Charles Baker about compensation for athletes from the schools themselves. We'll get his thoughts and opinions on all that in the second hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay with us. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight,